friend. I'm kind of missing not seeing you guys so much, but it's been so good for me to be able to take that extra time in that third episode for the week and spend it just getting stuff ready for the house. So I hope it's also been invigorating and uh, rejuvenating for you as well. So today we are going to um, talk about remembering what God has done for us. And we're looking at the Old Testament again because kind of loving the Old Testament. It's just packed with so much as is the New Testament. I mean, I really can't pick a favorite. It's like picking a favorite child, not possible. But we're going to take a little bit of time to remember who our God is and not just who he is, but what he's already done for us. What we've already seen seen him do, whether it was in our distant past or not so distant past, I don't know about you, but I can be rather forgetful and be like, oh, Lord, where are you? And I don't know where you find yourself right now in your business or in your life, personally, professionally, as a, you know, all the things. But are you finding yourself in a time where you're like, hello, Lord, are you there? Like, what's going on? And I hope that today's episode is a time of reflection for you and just a reminder of who our God is. Okay, let's get started. Hey, Kingdom Builder. Welcome to the Growth Against the Grain podcast. Are you struggling to find balance between what Jesus wants for you and your big business goals? Do you find yourself up late at night, overwhelmed by the goals and growth you long for while also lacking the confidence to get there? Do you wake up with big, ambitious dreams only to feel frustrated that you're not promoting and afraid you'll fail when another team member quits and you miss that promotion again? Hey, I'm Michelle. I too was tired of being in the same place year after year. I too felt frustrated and wished to build the business of my dreams. I wanted to honor the Lord, level up, and see my team succeeding. But I kept telling myself, the products are too expensive, or no one wants to join me, or maybe I'm just not cut out for this. Does that sound familiar? Until I realized that all the growth and success was nothing if God wasn't my first priority. In this podcast, you'll find network marketing business tips, biblical mindset encouragement, and a little mama motivation sprinkled in from time to time, all so that you'll see the growth and success through God's eyes first. Let's partner together, grow against the grain of this world, and find that balance you've been craving. Friend, go grab your Bible, notebook, and that coffee that's been beeping at you from the microwave. Let's get ready to grow against the grain. We're going to talk about Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat. He is one of the kings of Judah, and it is said about him a few different times. Uh, You can read about him in 2 Chronicles, starting in, I think, 16, 2 Chronicles 16. And what I love is there's also some parallel passages in 1 and 2 Kings. Um, But we're going to focus on uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. So if you have a copy of your scriptures, go open it to 2 Chronicles chapter chapter 20. Grab your cup of coffee, your tea, whatever. We're going to hang out here for just a second. And I don't know if you're expecting a little boy. Maybe you want to consider Jehoshaphat for a son. I don't know. Actually, he was a, a man who followed God. He loved the Lord. And what I love is when we come to kind of the end of his reign, we see some different things in his life, but he continually goes back to the Lord and he loved the Lord. And it says in, um, I think it was chapter 
chapter 17, the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he walked in the earlier ways of his father, David. Now, not directly his father, just in the lineage of David. So in chapter 20, we find out that there's been some peace, but now the Moabites and the Ammonites are, and the, and some of the, uh, Munites, M-E-U-N-I-T-E-S. They are coming against Jehoshaphat for battle. And I love what it says in verse three. It says, then Jehoshaphat was afraid and set his face to seek the Lord. Ah, I love that because how many times am I afraid, worried, anxious, overwhelmed, and I set my face to call a friend or I do a quick Google search or I do a ton of different things. Maybe I I talk with my husband. None of these things are necessarily bad, but what was the first thing that he did? He set his face to seek the Lord. And then in verse four, it says, and and Judah, meaning the, 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 the area of Judah, because now we've got the Israelites separated into the tribe of Judah and then Israel, right? Um, they assembled to seek help from the Lord. For all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. I love that repetition. Like the Lord is trying to make a point here. They sought the Lord. And so he goes on to, so he's worried, he's concerned, like here are these three these three powerful groups that are angry and they are coming after us. And, and it says in verse five that Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, Oh Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? He's remembering like, you are the God in heaven. You rule over the kingdoms of the nations in your hand, are power and might so that none is able to withstand you. And then he spends a little bit of time, a little bit more time in reflection. And he says, did you not our God drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? He's saying, Lord, the Lord doesn't need to remember that he did all these things. The Lord knows he did all of these things. Jehoshaphat is saying, God, remember you are this God who did these things things. You drove these people out and you, you preserved this land for your people forever. You've given it to the descendants of Abraham, who was your friend. And, and he goes on and he says, if if disaster comes upon us, the sword judgment or pestilence or famine, we will stand before this house and before you for your name is in this house and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. Friend, these things hit my heart in a big way because I don't know about you. Sometimes it's so easy to be like, oh yes, Lord, you did this, that, and the other thing. Of course, I'm going to trust you. And then there's other things where I'm like, whoa, wait just one second. Hello, remember me over here. What is going on? And all we need to do is take a little trip down memory lane and remember what the Lord has done for us. I've been meeting with a woman at church and in a mentorship and and just really getting some biblical counseling from her. And we were talking about, about this very thing. And I love how the Lord stacks these things. And to me, that's a reminder of Michelle, you need to remember who I am because I haven't changed. 
I have never changed. I will never change. You need to remember how I have taken uh, taken care of you. And friend, I don't know where you find yourself right now, but maybe you need to do some some work in remembering how the Lord has taken care of you. And there are times where I have easily handed it over to the Lord and been like, of course you're going to do this. And then there are other times where I'm like, oh my goodness, but how can I trust you in this? How can I let go? Because what's going to happen if you don't catch me? And she was reminding me in uh, John, uh, oh goodness, uh, no, is it Matthew 14? Yeah, Matthew 14, where Jesus was walking on the water and Peter's like, oh my goodness, this is so awesome. Call me to come out so that I can walk on water too. And so he does. And when Peter's eyes are on Jesus, he's walking on water. When he takes his eyes off of Jesus, what happens? He sinks. And immediately he says, Lord, save me. And what does Jesus do? He immediately saves him and says, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And I say this again, friend, I don't know where you find yourself, but are you doubting the power of our God? And if you continue down in 2 Chronicles 19, if you get to this section of uh, verses 13 through about uh, 17, there is a prophet who the, the spirit of the Lord comes to him and, and says, hey, you know what? You're going to overtake these different groups. Don't worry about it. You're going to win the battle. And it, all you have to do is trust me. And it says, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And then skip down to verse 17. It says, see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. This battle that you're in, whatever it is, if your business isn't where you want it to go, you're struggling with that. Maybe it's relationships. Maybe it's your parenting, your marriage, whatever. It runs the gamut. Whatever it is, friend, the battle is not yours, but God's. And I hope that encourages you. And if you've walked with the Lord for any length of time, you're probably like, yeah, I know that. But there's that gap. We always say, what is it like? There's 16 inches between our head and our heart. There's that gap there that takes some time to remind yourself of the ways in which the Lord has taken care of you. And my guess is you're waiting for these big, grandiose things. And if you look in 1 Kings chapter 19, where Elijah is, is wanting to hear from God and he's, he's struggling in a, in, in a specific area. And, um, Elijah or God says, you know, takes him out to a, um, like out to a mountain area. And, and he's telling the Lord, the God of hosts, the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant. They've thrown down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. And only I'm left. And and God says, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. So he does. And he's waiting to hear from the Lord. And the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. 
And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him. And he said, and that's when, when God spoke to him. I don't know about you, but I'm too often looking for the big grandiose things. I'm looking for the big wind, I'm looking for the fire. I'm looking for the earthquake and the Lord speaks in all of those things. But too often he's also speaking in those low, soft whispers. And if we're forgetting what he's done for us, we may also miss his voice. So friend, I'm going to pray for each of us right now that the Lord would make us well aware of his voice, that we would we would see him in the big grandiose things, but also in those still small voices. And I hope that this encourages your heart. Dear Gracious Father, I just thank you so much for each woman who is listening to you. I know that there are struggles in her life right now. They might be huge, huge, huge struggles. Maybe her marriage is in in trouble. Maybe she has a child who has gone wayward, who has walked away from the faith and wants nothing to do with, with you. Maybe her business is in a downward spiral and it is hard. She does not know how she's going to pay for groceries. Maybe... I don't know, fill in the blank. Maybe there are attacks in ways that she just doesn't understand. But Lord, I just pray that she would, in fact, in this moment, Lord, would you remind her of one way in which you have shown up for her, the ways in which that you have been there for her in in the not so distant past, Lord. Pray that you would help her to be sensitive and clear to not only the big grandiose ways in which you speak to your children, but even that small whisper. Lord, encourage her heart today that she may seek you as Jehoshaphat did. In your son's precious name, amen. Hey, before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's episode, would you pop over to iTunes to Growth Against the Grain and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of other mamas just like you, learning to align their audacious goals with what God has for them, then join us at bit.ly slash Christian Mindset Support or click on the link below. There's always room for one more. Can't wait to see you over there.